Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gayatri. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You'll also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. Happiness is the core of human life. If you balance these four quadrants, there are greater chances that you will achieve happiness in your life. That was Manoj Devrukar, the CIO who used to hate IT. He shares his aha moment when he understood why many people hate IT and what can be done to make them love IT. Among other experiential tips he shares are about building and nurturing personal intranets within an organizations as well as planning. tips to balance four key quadrants of your life for happiness manoj also shares his love for nature and you can actually hear the birds chirping in the background as we recorded this conversation from our homes listen now welcome to the software people stories manoj thank you very much and happy to be here i am also looking forward to this conversation after uh, i heard about you from milin and uh, usually we start with the guest introducing oneself in terms of you know, how you got into it and what has been your career trajectory oh that, that's a very interesting story that i always narrate and uh, <laughs> that's it's a good way to start i think i came to it by accident hmm. i would like to state that but before we get into that let me just quickly uh, introduce myself and uh, i am uh, kind of aware of the fact that i'll be talking to an audience which itself that carries a lot of wisdom a lot of experience and i would say capability in in the it field and uh, i would uh, kind of start by saying my name is manoj derukar currently and the professional front i am working as a cio for a group called stalling and wilson it's a 90 year old uh, uh, group again owned by shapurji palanji group which is quite in news nowadays uh, which itself is about 153 years old and uh, that makes it a very very interesting role both in terms of carrying the legacy as well as uh, pushing the reforms uh, the digital reforms that we want to do and uh, it's a very enjoyable uh, job i am put it like this i live in bombay and uh, with a family with a wife and two kids and uh, as uh, you can see in my background i love nature so there are a lot of trees around my my house yeah, and that's something that, that i <laughs> yeah, i really enjoy which is there in mumbai that too it's that that in mumbai that's right and uh, so uh, i think this is a bit about me what i would really want to go back to as to how i got into it so i i did my engineering in metallurgical uh, engineering uh, from iit bombay i finished in 85 and uh, i think except for me and one more person everybody went abroad but that was not on my cards uh, i decided that i'm not going to go or further studies to us which was the most popular destination those days and i actually stayed back i joined the tatas uh, that was my first uh, job being a metallurgist still was something that came very very naturally and i joined as a gt and those were like fantastic uh, years uh, where you start learning the real uh, you know the real field manufacturing working with um, the great um, you know kind of uh, people from the shop floor who would deal with molten steel and all sorts of you know heavy work and really admire them how they do that i worked for almost a decade and let me tell you there was nothing related to it in that 
I did everything which is non-IT, manufacturing, I did apply application engineering, I did R&D, I did sales and marketing. I worked also as an executive assistant and managing director, which was a great exposure, mm-hmm. but nothing to do with IT, let me tell you. And um, in fact, uh, I was one of those guys who were quite anti-IT because we thought IT was quite intrusive in terms of doling out the reports, which always showed us in a bad, uh, you know, bad light. Uh, yeah. So it is only uh, just, you know, kind of uh, a law of uh, prudence that I landed in IT there. So after working for a decade, I thought I may go for something which is different. And uh, process consulting came as something which was top of my mind. And I said, let me just get into the process consulting for people because I have worked through so many functions. Uh, maybe I'm in a better way to do that. Of course, during this time, I also did my MBA from uh, Bajaj Institute, which was the premier institute from uh, you know Mumbai University those days. Uh, so I had also an MBA degree and work experience in various functions. I said, let me go for process consulting. But it was very hard to get into process consulting unless you've done it straight from the campus those days. But I got a break with Mahindra and uh, they had set up a company called Mahindra Consulting, those uh, which was earlier called as Mahindra Consulting. And the CEO and a couple of uh, senior leadership, uh, they liked my profile and they said, uh, you come as a functional consultant. So as long as the word consultant was there, I was happy. I said, let me go. And uh, so before I realized, I, I got certified on SAP and I became a SAP consultant. And, and that's where I think my entire journey started from, uh, from IT, uh, which is there. And uh, as it happened in most of the, you know, the IT sectors, uh, from I, being a consultant, I became a senior consultant, I became a project manager, I became a capability lead, uh, and, and so on and so forth, which is there. Uh, it was a fantastic exposure, I must say. Very, very good company to work for. This is now is called as Bristlecone. Absolutely a great company to work for. I enjoyed every day that I worked. And uh, it also enriched in terms of knowing the IT, knowing processes, knowing how the organizations work. And from there, I think it was then logical that I, I moved on because of my personal reasons to MNCs, worked for briefly for Capgemini. I worked for about seven years in Accenture. And uh, then uh, it was all about consulting. So it was a completely different field altogether. I thought that I must also learn about the other side of the table. So how do the organizations really perceive IT. And this is something that I had always seen as a part of consult- consulting team. I always seen uh, that the, the way that we see IT and the way the client sees IT, there's a big gap, huge gap in terms of KPIs, expectations, et cetera, which is there. So uh, it is something that, I'm, that I thought was very interesting. So in 2013, I, I was hired by Shapurji Palanji group as a part of their corporate IT to deliver SAP transformation project. And this was really a large project, very complex project, full of challenges. That's what I was told. And uh, I, I said, okay, looks like a good uh, challenge. And it was a job in Bombay. I mean, what what more do you really ask for, for a Bombay? Yeah. Uh, otherwise, most of the jobs were outside uh, Mumbai and to kind of disturb the family and move out was the last thing I really wanted to do. Of course, having done it in Capgemini and Accenture of constant traveling, uh, I thought it's a good uh, challenge and a good uh, place. And this is where I started. Um, so delivered that particular SAP transformation project. It, it got a very prestigious SAP ACE award of 2014. And uh, then I stayed on 
to roll on you know more IT initiatives. And uh, two and a half years back in 2018, I moved to Sterling Wilson as a CIO because then I thought that from purely a digital you know initiatives, I would probably learn something more about IT security and the, the latest trend in uh, digitization as well as infrastructure. Also, it was a kind of a full basket which which I I thought would be good for me. And uh, this is where I am today. So I think looking back, every two, two and a half years, I had a change. Not change of organization, but change of role. And uh, this is, call it a two years each, or call it a share by providence. I've always had kind of changed my portfolio. And uh, Sterling Wilson, I think it changed uh, the kind of, uh, the way it is really progressed and the way it has developed. I would say it didn't have to actually wait for two and a half years, changing quite... uh, quite rapidly and today i am i think my major focus is more on in terms of working with the business in terms of strategizing and uh, also working on the key change management initiatives which are taking place across you know in the organization yeah so i think this is a short about me um, yeah wonderful in fact i was trying to keep track of all the different roles and responsibilities that you have played but uh, a couple of things that kind of triggered my curiosity was that you started saying that uh, when you were in the steel industry, you did not like IT. From there, how has it been to be a consultant and help organizations adopt IT? Yeah. So uh, the reason that I probably did not think very good about IT was the way it was structured those days. It was called an ADP department. And this was like sanctum sanctorum of somewhere in a corner of the of the office where people worked in a chilling you know air conditioned offices and the data centers and uh, one of the things that we i always felt is that we were we didn't really relate to each other anybody from edp used to talk cobol they used to talk you know things like mainframe and kind of those kind of things which is there which which frankly i didn't really realize it when i was trying to say that i have this problem obviously there used to be someone uh, who's like a third party who would come and try to understand. And they, was, they were called as a, a business uh, analyst. A business analyst would be the interpreter between the two, etc. So I think that connection never happened. And uh, so I was completely wrong in having those kind of impressions. But it took some time to, for me to realize that, alas, you know, had I known this, probably I would have leveraged IT far better. So th- this was a thought that I had uh, when I moved into IT. What, what it really, and this is very interesting because when I got into IT, I was quite, I think, older than most of the other colleagues who had come straight from the college. They'd done their, you know, BE from uh, information technology and then they had joined. And they were far ahead of me in terms of understanding IT systems, in terms of picking mm-hmm. up new things which are there. Mm-hmm. And believe me that uh, even working on keyboards was a challenge for me because I never worked with that furiously, with that <laughs> speed, Right. With everybody else was doing it, and I actually developed quite a lot of complex in first few months saying that, oh, I think I've done a mistake. You know, this, this is where I it started off at mm-hmm. my many times at the end of the day, I thought would be, should I go back to you know the steel business? Should I go back to Tata Steel and say that mm-hmm. please take me back? I'm not enjoying this. Okay. <laughs> so I sat down and I actually talked to uh, the CEO of the company, fantastic person, Dr. Dhananjay Mahajan, you know, DG Mahajan, great guy. And uh, very upfront and uh, absolutely, you know, a kind of person you can talk very openly. And I said, look, this is what I think. And I really want to go back. And he said that you are not understanding what is ahead of you. And you're not being hired because we thought you'll 
work on a keyboard or you would be able to code and uh, you will be able to get into a server and find out something that that's absolutely not we have plenty of you know those kind of skills which are available in the company those are of course very coveted and very important skills for us but you have been hired because you must understand the client and you must understand the business this is where we don't have too many people okay and people who have of course they came from certain industry and they seem to be kind of having a very good experience on that kind of manufacturing industry but we wanted something different flavor which is there so this is what i am expecting from you and then rest of the history i got certified i got my first project which is so important and this is the first time i think like a so i was in 30s i was as happy and thrilled to get the first project as any 22 year old you know software engineer will be thrilled to the <laughs> and aha you know like go there and then i discovered i think the the business knowledge that i had actually helped me to communicate and connect to the client much better so i actually was kind of a person who really got into my job knowing that i know the business part of it i don't know the it part of it honestly because just being a certified uh, sap consultant doesn't give you a, a great amount of exposure which is there so during the day how this discussions do you know kind of ask a lot of questions ask a lot of questions like those days used to be excise duty so okay how do you how do you really do this particular register that register i mean i could really talk those things which are there and they found it very interesting that someone who is supposed to be a, you know an it person can actually talk about all these things which are there and of course i was not the only one there are also i think people better than me doing functional consulting they also could talk about it but important thing that i could talk and that was i think very important then work in the evening to go through this copy as sap notes sap screens do all these rnd call up your senior consultant and ask them how do you really do this how do you achieve this is it possible or not possible actually do that and show it in the morning to the client saying that okay client is saying that look this is what we discussed today and this is what do you think this is this will work and they will say yes it will work fantastic or they will say no 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 it needs some change no problem during the day talk to the client in a winning seat and do that okay so it was almost like 16 18 hours grill on the first project but that was all worth it and this was like a you know those first 3 4 months i learned as much probably i would have learned you know in 10 years of this as far as it comes to it uh, and uh, it was as i said it was a fantastic company fantastic people they were kind of very open and supportive so i got my feet in it and then i think it was much much easy i could just get into that and i think my team my my manager and the company was also good enough to notice that i have kind of become very comfortable now and uh, and then i my portfolio started growing so more and more responsibilities started coming and before i realized i was a project manager so that also was kind of a and this this is a very interesting story this is a company called vikram ispat Uh, which is based in a very nice uh, very you know picturesque location near alibag and uh, it seems that the managing the president of that company insisted that i want someone who understands steel as a project manager and of course my name cropped up right on the top of the list in our metallurgists <laughs> and steel tedious in steel and uh, so i i had no project management uh, background i had no pmp okay? but my boss said don't worry just it is important that we back this contract and we you know kind of put a credible project manager in front of us and by the way that gentleman does know anything about it so he's going to talk business and this is what you should be doing 
and literally in 5 minutes we found out so many common you know personalities he was also from iit bombay i am i am from iit bombay and then like it was a done deal in 10 minutes okay and this is where you start realizing that uh, there is much more than the just an it in the world uh, you know to to really uh, open opportunities for you and get into that and this is i think is one the, the people to people contacts and people to people conversation perhaps is the most important thing whether it is an it or or any other function which is that was i think is a kind of a good learning insight that really i got it and then of course rest is all hard work and picking up and having your network make sure that you are learning every day all of that is even today uh, every day there is a new learning formal informal whatever it is there i think that this is what i would sum up has been the story of the life and whether you have 10 years 20 years 30 years at the end of it if you really put the entire earnings of your professional career i think it will just come to a handful of learnings that you have, that you carry all the time in your life and i think these are the few learnings which have been always with me and it keeps adding and refining which is there. so i think that that's about how i got into it uh, hating the it to loving the it and how very importantly how to make others love it how to make others understand the power of it i think this is uh, this is what is the purpose of my life it's not about just an it delivery it is about how to make people start loving and adopting it because the moment you make your internal customer because i'm you know on the on the client organization side now if your internal customers and stakeholders start owning it initiatives i think 50% of your battle is won ஒரு business situation as well we also talk about you know, software development being a team sport so how do you handle the networking I mean, more like an intranet so to say because our external networks business networks if it is the extranet where the connections are there or the like the internet but within your own teams now as a cio not only the teams that are directly under you the technology teams but also with the businesses that uh, you work with how do you approach those networks and are there any stories that you would like to share what yeah, worked so, and sometimes you know what didn't work also absolutely so i will uh, of course i won't take names uh, now uh, because um, it's important for us to understand the, the context rather than you know specifics which are there yeah sure uh, typically i have seen there are three kinds of situations you encounter one is that you have an opportunity of building the team right from scratch so every person that you have actually hired and you have developed and you you know kind of around it the best situation one can dream for second is that the team has kind of come you already was there and you happen to be the manager or the head of that particular team and then you got to really align this team to come to your your way of thinking and aligning it to the objective not only my thinking uh, objective and third is where you have a very heterogeneous team which is been put together for the purpose of a project and which is the most often situation that really you know you, you really come in and it is there uh, the first situation is very rare and if you're lucky i have been lucky you know i think multiple times to be able to build a team and uh, that was that made it so easy because when you can actually align them right from day one and you can choose the right people you can choose the right you know kind of skills etc but that doesn't really ha- happen uh, very often you really get to inherit a team or you, you get a team which is there which is put together 
either through nomination or through availability which is i think the first and foremost thing is to set the common set of objectives and that only can really set the team to think and uh, and see one one direction which is there it is the easiest when your project because in project have a objective deadlines you know the roles are pretty easily defined very easy to do it all you have to do is that you really have to sit down you have to talk to people you have to understand each of your members really at a one to one level make your own assessment which doesn't mean uh, it has it is almost that you are not doing a psychometric test but for the purpose of the project you really sit down and assess seems to be a diligent person very meticulous person maybe very slow in doing the things someone who is very fast extremely extremely passionate and you know can move but can be reckless at times okay now each of that person has a role to play in your project in different phases which are there so when it comes to ideation or it's a to be or a discovery or call it a business blueprint whatever it is there you really need thinkers you can't rush those things you need thinkers people who can go very deep down and make sure there is no risk everything is identified you require a set of people who can actually do that and of course everybody has to work but there are some people who really carry that load of business blueprint then comes the you know the build part of it and delivery part of it testing part of it sometimes you require people who are those you know guys who can rush the things accelerate the things they can actually go and demolish the inertia they can they can handle every objection and say still move ahead move ahead you know that's the utility of those people which are there you need to there are some people who can integrate can network with the, the internet basically and influence the things and make it happen okay so you really have to look at the positive value that that people are going to bring to the table and don't focus on negatives everybody has has them. i mean i have a lot of them okay i have a lot of them and, uh, and of course sometimes you realize you don't realize but it is very important that don't focus on the negative part of anybody's uh, behavior because that just defocuses you and then gives builds a despair saying ah i have got a bad team these guys can't think that guy can't move that doesn't get you anywhere so focus on positive there's no doubt about it and a project is not a time where you could actually influence and correct those behaviors so don't even try getting into that accept people as they are and align it and i think the role model for me in this particular case i don't want to sound religious is prabhu shiram he built and conquered sri lanka with monkeys right now obviously you can't say right okay monkeys are everything he just looked at what is what is good with them and you know one one of the epic battles which are right role model for us and i'm sure there's role models everywhere else the question is different when you have a team which is not a project team but your permanent team which is working with i think there you got to invest a lot invest into people quite a lot and this is where you would actually do a strength versus areas of development analysis which is there and you got to handle it very very carefully because there are some people who are so sensitive that you really talk about areas of development they will just get into the shell and two years later you will say you said something on that particular day i have not been able to get out of mind that just creates barriers between your team member and you so again you got to sit down you really have to spend time to understand what are they good at what are they not so good at what role you have in mind and what are those risks like you know the person carries because of certain weaknesses which are there work on that you may or may not be able to actually make that person overcome the weakness but at least there is an agreement there is acceptance and there is a risk mitigation weaknesses are like risks strengths are like strengths okay they are they are like positives which are there so you always in your team you got to either mitigate a risk or you have to cover the risk 
and this is how you really build your team and create a roadmap for them invest in their learning invest in career which is there if you can make your team really accept that they have to learn every day which is far more than what they are learning in a normal course of this i think that's a great achievement and rest of the journey will go very very smooth some of them will stay with you some of them may not stay with you but you got to invest in them you cannot say that i will invest only those guys who seem to be loyal seem to be you know long term no people can be can be changed through investments and you must do the investment which is there okay so i think these are the three models in which typically i would uh, even in my team there are some teams which have been you know small technology uh, you know groups uh, which have been absolutely ground up so my strategy there will be different then the uh, large team that i have inherited when i moved in in 18 strategy is completely different every day for every project we have a team core team members steering committee members uh, project you know the process owners they are a part of your team so you really have to look at team in a very universal sense and not necessarily in terms of functional sense which is it. that's great advice manoj i think investing in people and that also i guess contributes in building strong networks yes. and then, yeah the connections so they always come so, back to you and then you can also rely on them yes yeah. so i i think you also talked about internet uh, which is there people uh, and i'll just take probably a minute to more talk about it said sure. beyond a team that works with you you got to proactively build those equity in others who, are, who not may not have any work with you so uh, i think go out and reach out to as many people in the organization as possible because many times you land up for the first time when there's a bad news there's a bad situation it's, it's not it's not i would not recommend that that is the right way to start a relationship so at least reach out to people try to understand try to take some interest in them five minutes ten minutes conversation is fine because that person will always carry a positive impression about you and when there's a bad news there's a better communication of course there are also st- stories when you started with a bad situation by event and yet created a very very strong bond later on there are war stories about it but i would not recommend that because when many times it doesn't work also so proactive go and build you have work you don't have work doesn't matter maybe there's some digitization opportunity that will come with you know area where person has never seen face of it i don't want even it and i am a good example of that because as i said in theories i refer to the face of it <laughs> so you can convert some of these people into very strong uh, supporters and adopters yeah one curiosity question here is that one of the common challenges that i hear from many people in it and including myself is related to also the other side of the the burnout thing that we don't have time there is so much of work so how do you make time for networking quality connections i i think it's a very very difficult question and but i'll try to answer it uh, i'll answer it in a roundabout way or a indirect way which is there what really causes too much of work for anybody okay and the common common causes out of what i analyzed so far in the situation is that number one is the unrealistic commitments okay second is that when you are reactive and not proactive you are going to be dragged into a situation which is out of your control lack of planning unfortunately many of the it initiatives do not see a good amount of sound planning which is required and uh, and this is where i think my my first interaction with milin was when he encouraged me to do pmp you know uh, in this and uh, and i realized uh, planning is such a important thing for managing your own life whether it is the it or it is your own life doesn't mm-hmm. matter but planning is uh, so proactiveness planning okay and and the third very important thing is that when unrealistic commitments and fourth very important thing is you know kind of a risk not having a proper scenario sketching risk analysis 
effective mitigation strategy and last but not least is that you have to stand stand up to certain pressures which come to you if someone comes and said i want something tomorrow i don't care how you do it you really have to stand up and say that sorry i mean i i don't mind doing it but you have to you know kind of if it is really required you have to re, you have to do it but then there's a part that you have to do it and there's a part that your you know the client also has to do it and if you don't have enough you know courage to stand up and say it this is a part of the job where you have to do it and understand it dependability i think there are four or five areas which i have seen people coming down ignoring it and getting into that burnout situation which is there okay so i would say if if you are doing some new initiatives which are like new projects or you are having a business as usual uh, application support and infrastructure support activities which are there you got to have a sound plan in place you must have a plan you must have good scenario sketching and risk mitigation that will come out of it and we have to we got to be very proactive and very communicative but very importantly you must have courage not at all of that is going to eliminate the entire pressure out of the system because our country unfortunately and i have said that because of the fact that i, I you know kind of really worked with many countries in my uh, tenure and one of the striking difference i saw in india is complete lack of planning that's a whether the bridge or it is a railway line or it is it project usually gets delayed second thing is that you we actually don't acknowledge the fact we want to keep the bad news right up to the last moment which is there and third very importantly we don't care for each other's time unfortunately we don't care for each other's time something that could have been communicated to you one week back comes to you at 11th hour i think it is something that you at least should say that you should you know please next time do it better i think that has yeah. a lasting you know impact is so i think unless we are we respect our own people we respect their time we are always going to be planning our activities which will be over 150% capacity and then you land up in trouble which is there you should actually do it for 80% of the capacity and leave 20% for contingency and that would mean that you have to take some hard decisions outsource you know kind of delay certain projects which are not absolutely critical that requires a lot of courage a lot of data crunching to provide the facts and put a very very logical argument i think people listen to you but th- this is what i i think uh, you know is the bane of everything which is there i worked for the companies where 5 o'clock you are completely disconnected and saturday sunday no one calls up mm-hmm. and i also worked for the companies where there is no sunday there is no saturday there is nothing called 11 o'clock there is nothing called there is the calls which will come at 2 o'clock in the morning correct i think it's culture nothing more than that the first company was far more successful economically and from a market standpoint than the second company without naming them mm-hmm. so it is not that you go really have to work chalk field to be successful absolutely not in fact it will be otherwise the creativity of the people will just go down they will work like you know they will work actually with okay i'll just do that uh, the defensive mechanism sets in place uh, the blame game starts off and you know kind of you got to cover yourself those are the kind of things the huge amount of negative connotations of working in that particular fashion so we got to really put our foot down and manage the pressure on your terms this is very very important yeah all sounds very very uh, practical but i'm sure it'll take a lifetime to master this and uh, there are many yeah common thoughts that i have as well i guess if we get into that uh, it'll probably take a long time but in the interest of time <laughs> for this podcast i thought i'll take your planning emphasis on planning as a segue to a favorite question that i would like to learn from all the guests which is for two categories of people one who's considering a career in it say fresh out of college whatever and the other mid career in it 
both of them have questions in terms of can i plan what can i plan what should i do what should i not do etc do you have any advice for them i have a very surprising advice and this is because for each of us five years back we would have not imagined where we are today we would have some notion about it but in specifics we would have not known we wouldn't have not wouldn't have known con you know pandemic we wouldn't have known mm-hmm. the explosion that happened in the digital space of iot's nobody had heard about blockchain at that particular point of time so i'm saying when you plan don't plan very specifically because then you are actually closing your entire vision down to some specifics i mean there are people obviously who said that ah, i want to be something in sap for that matter i want to be a great guy in microsoft you don't know how sap is planning or you don't know how microsoft is so don't plan too tightly too specifically you should have your first and foremost it doesn't start with your it as a focal point and this is a very frank advice i want to give it think about what kind of a life you want to have plan your life first what is the kind of life you want to live do you want to really chase money you want to chase professional capability what kind of a work and life you know balance that you want to have it you must have a dream about that start with that okay because if you are not clear about it you'll be just chasing some chain without knowing where you're going so fix your destination first okay second very important thing is i think try to understand what is it that you like and what is it that you don't like if you are very clear about it your choices will become very 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 you know apparent to you as you go ahead and you will be very clear about what to take what not to take okay? it is slightly on a very you know kind of a i would say 30000 feet which is there but according to me this is very important that you must know where what you want to do and very importantly what you like and what you can't put away very simple okay there are two things which are important now, having said that it is it is a fact of the life is that the career choices in it have changed every 2 3 years someone who had actually built a life on mainframe and unix okay y2k everything changed correct everything changed there are unforeseen opportunities which have come up and anybody who was an early adopter of those actually went to the moon while everybody else was so keep your options completely open don't make a plan which is too tight on tight to a technology or tight to anything which is that's that's a vehicle every technology and every skill is a vehicle understand that it's not a life so you got to choose your vehicle depending upon what is moving in a right direction where you want to go and at the pace that you want to go that's that's the most important thing but having said that three things which are very important number one is that every technology exists in the world because not because it's a great technology but because it's a utility of that technology for certain fulfilling certain societal or human resources never lose the focus of that so when you talk about a technology please also ask what that technology does and if you can master what that technology can do i think you are ahead of the pack coming back to you know saying that there has to be a client for everything that you want to do and what is that what difference that your technology makes to a client is something that you all the time start learning and there are different uses which will be there second very important thing is that people have been very important even in the unix days and mainframe days and cobol days they were important in that explosion of erp they are equally important even today in that entire digitization that is happening at the end of the day even in cyber security you can do everything but you can never cover the vulnerability of an individual who is tempted to download something or click on a url which is there are accept you know some freebie which is come people are going to be very important and you must develop the skills call it people management people interaction or emotional quotient eq is the latest thing which really has taken they are going to be important and you must develop your skills to be with people which is there okay? any of the high profile technology consultant or technology you know great guru you will find are very good 
on EQ part of it. They understand people very well. They can predict how people can and cannot, you know, behave in a particular manner. And fourth and third very important thing is that please do not lose balance. Balance, there are four quadrants of your life. One is yourself with your own self, understanding yourself, hobbies. Second is your family, immediate family, extended family, whatever it is there. Third is your profession. And fourth is your society, which is around you. Okay. Now, in a young age, it is always yourself and your profession. Once you get married and have a family, it is yourself, profession and the family. Okay. Now, as you grow, your yourself investment goes down, your hobbies goes down. You spend your time more in your family and your profession. A typical Indian scenario I'm talking about. Not I'm not talking about Americans. They're different. They behave in a different way. And when, you know, as you start, uh, you know, kind of growing and, and I'm sure Siva will, your society obligations and society, paying back to society becomes very, very important. Whether it is Narayan Murthy or anybody you take it or it is Hazim Premji, correct? And these people are known not because they are just technologies, but there's a lot they have done in terms of paying it back to society. Which is, of course, with age, the relative importances of these will vary. Weightages will vary. But you should never lose the sight on all these four quadrants and make your life balance. Technology will take you. Don't worry about it. Technology will take you. Someone who has really worked hard and tried to do it will be just maybe just a few percentages ahead of someone else who has balanced his out. So balance your life out and make the right investments in yourself, in your family, in your hobbies, of course, your professional qualifications, and also give it back to society. I think happiness is going to be very, very important in the time to come. It is not just a success. It is a happiness. It is going to rule every day which is there. Look at Gen Y. They're driven by happiness, by the experience and everything which is there. And it's, it's not, it's nothing wrong with it. Happiness is the core of human life. If you balance these four quadrants, there are greater chances that you'll achieve happiness in your life. I think I, I can't go into specifics and tell you what, what should a Microsoft or AWS guy do. I leave it to you. Whatever you like, you go ahead and do that. But never lose the focus on these balances. These are very, very critical for the human life. Yeah, wonderful. In fact, I recently came across this book. It has been around for a while called Total Leadership System which is by a Harvard professor, which talks about exactly these four dimensions and how one can do that, etc. So yeah, on that uh, great note, I would like to thank you for the time that you've taken Manoj and share all these practical tips, I would say, because I could relate to a lot of things that you mentioned, having gone through some of them myself. And I'm sure that our listeners would definitely find benefit in all this. Thank you, Manoj. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. And uh, thank you for giving this opportunity for connecting to so, you know, such a diverse and I, I would say accomplished audience. And I hope that you will find at least a few points valuable to yourself. Thank you very much. We thank Siddharth for the music and Malavika for promoting the Software People stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com.